All right, it's Monday, January 13th, 2020. I'm Dan Broskell here with Dave Geller and Julie Minugian, Lex Media. Dave, fresh from the North Country. Had a great time up there. Yeah. Coming down from Conway this morning. Jules, fresh from the gym. Nice job. Good workout. Maybe we inspired you. Totally. Sun's um, out, guns out. That's right. I'm fresh from work. Really exciting. I have so much to share with the world today, Dave. I'm excited to get there. But you go first. Tell us about your, uh, your the best part of your time up in New Hampshire. What happened? Just a lot of family time. It was Good. awesome. We just uh, spent time together, eating, hanging out, playing some games. Goes home from college. Very nice. Can I call you out on something I noticed on Instagram and Facebook? You may. So let's let's rewind the the podcast clock to the second podcast, and we did pet peeves. Remember that? Yes. And what was on my one was among my original pet peeves? Do you remember? Walking across? No, pushing the walk button. It was not. It was it was a grammatical <laughs> one. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, apostrophes. Rogue apostrophes. Yeah. And guess what I found in Geller's uh, social media? A little rogue apostrophe. It, 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 was, was it not autocorrect? Um, <laughs> remind me what it was for. The Geller's enjoying oh, a new apostrophe Geller. You are so I'm going to go edit that right now. <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm, usually, I'm usually accused of using ellipses too much. Dot, dot, oh, dot. Oh, dot. That's fair. But um, very I'm gonna, I, I might, I'm, I'll edit that after the podcast. Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to lead with, with a couple of things that were frustrating me this week, if that's all right with you. Hit it. So I... I I do a lot of grocery shopping for the seven of us. And um, my favorite place to go shopping, Dave, is, is Market Basket. And my particular favorite Market Basket, we have so we have choices, is the one in Billerica. And then you'd say, well, Dan, which one in Billerica? There are three. I wasn't aware there were three. Uh, there are three. I go to the one by Planet Fitness so I can go to Market Basket and then the gym. Is that before or after you, you buy your Yoohoo and Velveeta stick of cheese? Yeah, that's gross. So the problem with that plan, though, is when I need to go to Trader Joe's also, I got to go to the Market Basket in Burlington. Okay. Okay. Now, I love that market basket. I grew up with that market it's a great, basket. Great traffic pattern over yeah, there. Yeah, right. The traffic is about, and, and, you know, going back to Bill Ricca, like, I'm in and out of Bill Ricca market basket seven minutes. I know exactly. No Im- one's ever there. Impossible. Re- no, are you, possible. Are you, you self checking out? Are you self checkout? Possible. There's well, never a way. For a family of five. No problem. I know, I know exactly what I need. You know, apples, 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 peanut meat. But great. I know what I'm doing. Go to Burlington. It, it, that's it, actually that's actually his grocery list for the five kids. Yeah, apples, apples, you apples. You don't even know. Repeat. You don't even know. So I go to the Burlington Market Basket, and it just never takes the sh- a short enough amount of time, even when there's no line. And I went there on on, on Wednesday morning, like la- going to get in and out, you know, to Burlington Market Basket, Trader Joe's, back by ten and at work, and it just took like. 10 minutes just to get out of market basket. And I would like, and nothing against, but like it just took a long time to check out. And I almost wanted to be like, hey, do you want me to bag that for you? Like you ever gotten there? Like, can I, like, do you want me to do it? I get there sometimes. And mm-hmm. I never like expressed frustration with the wait in the line because I'm just like listening to a podcast. But I was like, really like, oh, it's about to be like, can I just move things along a little bit? That, that bothered me. In New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, they, they allow you to bag for them. Actually, they actually appreciate your help. Yeah. Especially at Wal- I would prefer especially to at Walmart. You should, you should shop at Walmart for your food. I'm a self-bagger. You are a self-bagger. No, but in that case, I really would have been. That's rant number one. Uh, on the positive side, nobody cares. Um, Liverpool won again. So they are now 21-0. and zero. The best first 21-game record in the history of European football. So way to go, Liverpool. Huge game this weekend against Man U at home, which I do expect them to win. And Dave, the, and the weather was also nice this weekend, if you noticed. Did you enjoy it? You got a sunburn. Uh, did I? No, not really. No, probably it's not. a reflection off your jacket. Yeah, I'm wearing a red shirt. Um, you enjoyed the uh, the win- the summer and winter weather, Dave, up in uh, not, the north. Not country? really. Actually, my least my I, my least favorite time of the year is, is the spring thaw. So we're getting that right now. And, and actually, I would much rather cold weather, snow, ice, or some more snow. I just yeah, this weather is not for me. Jules, want to disagree with that statement? 
Totally disagree. It was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good, right? I went for a walk and a run, <laughs> inspired by you guys. Yeah. There you go. It was nice, nice being outside in my shorts. And of course, I walked nah. up this morning to the bus and it was flurrying. I'm like, you, all right, that was cool. You can be in your shorts in the wintertime as well. It just, it, it's well, that's winter. very like an adolescent boy of you it's to winter. say, right? Yeah. <laughs> winter. winter is coming. Um, Dave, question. Last week you did allergy injury. Had some good stories. What's the last thing you bought with cash, Dave? The last thing I bought with cash? Not a card. What's the last thing you bought with cash? Was our meal up in New Hampshire. You actually spent cash? We spent cash, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we, some of the places in New Hampshire don't accept credit cards. This place did. It's but like we, the old but, North End, right? Yeah, you but no, it went, went out, we went out for, we went out for uh, brunch and we gave a little cash. I think the uh, waitresses always appreciate or the waiters appreciate cash. Did you go to Peaches? Where'd you go? We went to Banners. Banners on Route 16 on the way into Conway. Is that like a sports bar? No, no, no. It's, all, it's, 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 it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, right near the old, the old Army barracks place where yeah, you can buy yeah. fatigues. And as we actually were driving by there, I was reminded that, that there was a... Um, Oh, there was a incident there like many years ago, 10, 15 years ago when we were up there at the, at the Army Barracks store. Are you familiar with that place? But that the, store? Yeah, no, generally 16. that kind of store, yes. Yeah, some, no. somebody, somebody I think utilized one of the, um, one of the uh, weapons there on someone, and that ended up in a, in a very large manhunt in the area. Helicopters overhead, shut down, wow. state troopers. Oh, yeah, it was pretty, we, we were in lockdown in our place up in Conway's. Kind That's of a real exciting. good like, New Hampshire story. Oh, yeah. It's very yeah. libertarian. Yeah. Right, it's right. it's probably not in, not in common, you know. Wow. Uh, there used to be an Army-Navy store in Harvard Square, and I used to be one of those kids that would take the bus to Harvard Square after school because Belmont was boring. I remember buying a, a Desert Storm, Desert Camo, like, winter jacket. I used to go to the I one. When I was, like, 13. Wasn't that cool? I had it for a while. I used yeah. to go to the one in Kenmore. That was better than the one that you were going to. It was, uh, sometimes you find old artifacts in your, in your jackets. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that's fun. Last thing I bought with cash, uh, I bought bagels. Okay. Sunday morning. Let's Two dozen back. bagels and a nice Let's coffee. go back to my story. That was uh, Jules, last thing you bought with cash? Yes. Believe it or not, at Target last night. What? Now, my theory is, is I do use cash yeah. because I feel that it helps me budget my spending. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the credit card, yeah. swipe, 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 swipe. Hmm. And you're not aware of how much you're spending. So that's what I do to keep my cost down. When I have cash, it makes me nervous. Like, do I need to spend it? When should I? Spend? Like, it makes no difference. It's totally fungible. But like, I, I'm like anxious about spending the cash, how, which is probably part of the point, right? Isn't it? Don't you feel cool pulling out the cash and just laying it out there? No. No one's tracking you. You just spend the cash. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the cash. Spend the cash. Big Brother's not watching not your cash trackable. purchases. Right. <laughs> yeah, you ask a kid that question, like, uh, what? Okay. Venmo. Yeah, PayPal. I like doing that stuff. Um, Dave, what'd you learn this week? I want to know, know what kind of bagels you bought. Oh, uh, for I bought two dozen of sort of varieties. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got that's six, my that's six, my favorite. Plain, that's my six favorite. Blueberry, type. six raisin, a couple poppy seed, a couple cinnamon sugar, a couple sesame. Where do you guys like your bagels from? In my oh. Um, well, in Bedford, you're going to Brugger's, I think, basically. So Here in Lexington, Wicked Bagel. Wicked Bagel. Yeah, give, give them a plug. Where's yeah. that? Right That's here, here, on Mass Ave towards Arlington. Yeah. Right. It's kind of near the Music Emporium. Nope. Yeah. No, it's is. actually in the, in the, the, I met the man who, there's a family, a, a husband and wife that opened that up and um, yeah. passionate, passionate about the bagels. He traveled all over New York, Boston looking for the perfect bagel. Chewy, tough, not too chewy, yeah, Dan, not too tough. Like you would like it actually. No, he needs, and they, they it's a, it's a great, great place. Wicked bagel. Wicked bagel. Put it on the list. Wicked. I've learned something new today. There you go. That, What'd you learn this week, Dave? You learn anything new? What did I learn? I've learned don't throw a hard seltzer from the upper 
tier of it of the the, the TD Garden. <laughs> this is for, such for an amazing story. Made, All right, so we've gone someone. from Florida man to Everett man, aka Lexington, Lexington man. Dave, what man. is this news item? Please tell us. <laughs> well, I think you're aware of it. Some a young a young sports <laughs> fan tossed a hard seltzer from the upper rafters of the TD Garden. Uh, I think he, it was it in was, the can, right? It was in a can. In the right? can. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it, it became a weapon. From Section three hundred three, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah. Exactly right. And I think that he um, was unhappy with a call. With the Celtics against the Spurs, I think it was the Kemba Walker ejection that there was probably go. part of the problem. So yeah, so that it, Kemba his ejection followed Kemba, so it, <laughs> so he almost took out some one of the Spurs players on the bench, oh and uh, so yeah, he he actually yeah, so this young man, uh, as I'm aware of, uh, is from Lexington originally, and um, and I think actually graduated around the time of my girls, um, or, or yeah, graduated and. I think so. Yeah, now, now he's banned from the garden for life. For life, yeah. That's well. I mean, it's it's perhaps it's a fair judgment, but so the poor the poor guy. He's no Celtics, no Bruins, Disney on ice, gone. No Harlem Globetrotters, yeah, no Frozen on Ice, yeah. no concerts. <laughs> of course, how will they really know? Do they have facial record? I mean, I don't know. but even so, I mean, so. Yeah, Lexington man. So yeah. the true millennial is moving back to the city, living in Everett. So nice, <laughs> nice, nice job, buddy. Um, not bringing glory on his alma mater. That was a good story. Way to way to way to learn that. Wow. Um, anything else, Dave, that you that you noticed this week? Uh, noticed. Yeah. Saw the most amazing rainbow I've ever seen in my entire life up in uh, up in New Hampshire. Never seen it was a full rainbow. I, I never really appreciated people say, "Oh, there's a rainbow. It's so exciting. A rainbow, a full rainbow." I've never seen a rainbow quite like this. So vivid. Every color was um was noticeable. We actually stopped, took some pictures, and. And uh, actually, the reason we saw the rainbow was, was interesting because we were driving on the road in Madison. My eight-year-old is always looking for wi- wildlife creatures. Yeah, because Jen, my wife, loves moose. I was looking for a moose. So Madison said, I just saw an animal in the woods with fur and antlers. And, and, and Jen said, what was it? And Madison said, I think it was a bison. So we turn the car around. He's definitely. So we turn the car around. Bison. Well, you do see bison <laughs> on the way to Diana's baths. There are bison. Are you serious? I sw- yeah, they're on the way to Diana's baths. We saw there are bison up yeah. there in a field, but we turned around and Jen said, it was a horse in someone's backyard. But as we turned around to see the horse slash bison, was Madison referred to as a bison, we saw this amazing <laughs> rainbow. So then Madison reminded me that you can never find the end of a rainbow. And that's the truth. That's That's great. Um, How about yourself? Did you see where the where the alpacas out there at the farm? By see, alpacas are they're just a dime a dozen out there. I mean, remember, there's a farm right by Diana's back. Exactly, yeah, the at Lucy Farm. Alpaca, yep. and, uh, I think that was actually owned by the person who started who started Diana's bath years ago, which as you probably know was a, kind of like a water a water mill. They use the they use the water coming down the baths to power the the mill, and then the people own that bought this farm nearby, which I think is the farm where the alpacas are, and they're kind of like a tourist attraction. Alpacas rule. Alpacas rule as long as they're not walking in the bike path. That's just for the goats and the chickens. Sure it is. Uh, things I learned this week. Um, listen, lots of podcasts this week. Um, you know, learned, you know, well, it, it's been speculated. I was listening about, you know, why American kids don't learn math the right way compared to other nations. Lots of theories out there about, you know, school, about homework. Um, you know, is the kind of math that we're learning the wrong kind of math? Should we be learning statistics as opposed to algebra so kids can grapple with data sets when they're younger so they can get jobs like engineers and data scientists when they're older? Great questions. I was thinking about that. Um, so I learned a little bit, a little bit about stats. Um, and I also learned, uh, you know, that Casey Musgraves is a great musician, which I didn't really know about until uh, last week. 
Um, I think I saw her on the Grammys a couple of years ago when she was singing that kind of fun song, Follow Your Arrow. And then she was on the Frozen 2 soundtrack in a hey. song when she was covering the original version from the movie. And then I bought a couple of songs. I'm like, oh, you're awesome. And I like her politics. So, yay, I learned that Casey Musgraves is, is fun. And I enjoy that. So that's what I learned this week. Math and Casey. What's the answers with the math? The answer to the math, well, it's the same thing with reading. Like, we don't read very well in this country. We don't teach kids how to read very well for various reasons. And we're struggling with math. And I think it's um, it's a, it's a lot more, it, it's not an issue that you can address really simply. Um, is it about homework? Is it about um, culture? Is, is it, it about is it, cramming? Is it about teacher is techniques? It, is it about focusing on test taking as opposed to real world skills? I don't. I'm not the expert. This is kind of like a what do we know kind of situation. Um, but I would just say that you know, all the interventions that we've tried to have to solve the reading problem and the math problem in the past forty years have been relatively unsuccessful. Um, so sorry, you know. What is the reading problem? Most kids aren't good readers. Explain. You know, I think if you ask kids for you know. Uh, to successfully both write and reflect to you about the meaning of nonfiction text or fiction tests, they do a very bad job on hmm. on standardized tests. Got it. And the data hasn't moved a lot in two generations, despite all the money thrown to teacher training and curriculum redesign and common core standards. So why do we struggle with teaching kids how to read still? Um, and, um, you know, part of this is certainly the socioeconomic uncomfortable topics that we have um, we're trying to improve everyone's scores and who's lagging behind i mean across the board everyone struggles with reading across the board kids struggle with writing even when they're really high achieving kids who test well in in, in wealthy communities so hmm. why do we struggle to teach reading successfully um you know what's wrong with schools you know much better conversation but you know the math argument to me was compelling why do we teach calculus shouldn't we be teaching statistics instead? Everyone talks about how calculus success is a great predictor of academic success, but why not statistics? What if you made statistics as important as calculus? Not I'm saying that I'm promoting that, but like we should have that conversation uh, and see where that goes. So just food for thought. Interesting. I have Thank no you. particular recommendations for anybody. Um, so Dave, things that we both experience. Um, we talk a lot about food, you and I. We talked about it on this podcast. We talk about healthy eating. Yes. Um, you know, it's a question for both adults and for kids. Like, what, what's the right way to eat, Dave? Should we be eating a lot of little meals? Should we be feeding ourselves at regular breakfast, lunch, dinner intervals? Should kids be having a snack at school? Like, what do you want to see kids doing when it comes to planning their food intake? Oof. Good question. I think yeah. there's a lot of information out there. I mean, kids, adults, everybody. Well, we'll start with kids, and we'll probably talk about ourselves also because I, I eat badly, you know, from a planning perspective. So it's a way that we kind of get our kids into the into the eating thing the right way to be doing it with a breakfast and a snack and a lunch and a snack and a dinner and a snack, or is that – is it dependent on the kid? Like what's the best way to feed I mean, our just children? definitely recommendations from – Things, places like the, the American Academy of Pediatrics and mm -hmm. Nutrition Councils, um, ADA. I think that, I mean, there's a, there's like a baseline foundation like that you just mentioned, but I don't believe that it's the same for every individual. Mm -hmm. You know, I we all grew up that breakfast is the most important part of the day, uh, meal of the day. Isn't that not true? Uh, I think it's how, it's a it's a it's it's a helpful way to feed your your body and your brain initially, but some people don't 
desire breakfast in the morning. Some people don't need it in the morning. Depends on when they eat at night. Depends on their metabolism. Depends on their activities. So I think in general, you're not going to go wrong having some breakfast, but I don't know if, it, if you have to always have a substantial breakfast. I mean, there's so many I mean, so many different theories and, and recommendations. I mean, about how many years ago they, they turned the, the – um, food pyramid on its head basically mm -hmm. you know and i think that you know i think we are lear we're, we're learning as we go maybe with math and reading right things that evolve things change and we know more and there's so many different i hate to say diets out there but recommendations on what to eat i i, I myself do intermittent fasting um and i actually fell upon it naturally but i didn't know why i was what i was doing until i heard that this is a thing i just was eating later and later in the day um and I think that for some people it's great, some people it's not. For me, how it late? Like you wake up and when do you eat your first bite? Honestly, um, um, sometimes not till one o'clock. Wow. Yep. Oh, um, that's what it means. I thought it meant you stop eating like at seven o'clock at night. Well, but then you can eat in the morning. Well, you need. I think you need to roughly ten to twelve hours of of not of not fueling your body to go into a fast state. So it's so, every, and it's probably from a lot of people. It's different. So maybe it's eight. So yeah, a lot of people like okay. uh, um, make the mistake of eating too late at night, right? If you eat too late at night, you go to bed. That's and, me. And that's so when I when I first started doing this 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 eating pattern, which I didn't know how to name to it, I would eat around twelve or one or later, and then I would go home and gorge myself and probably right. have three meals at the time from like six to, to midnight, right. and I wake up full. So that's that's why I started this pattern because I would eat again till noontime because I was still digesting, but to really make it work for this, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, was that sorry? Go ahead, Jules. No, I was gonna say so. If you stop eating at seven o'clock at night. Don't eat breakfast until 7 a.m., which is, I think that's doable. For me, that would work. Yeah. Well, we're talking about, I mean, but you're a, a man with five decades of eating experience and nutrition. <laughs> so for the average eight-year-old, I'm assuming you wouldn't say, oh, yeah. don't, so, don't oh, intermittently yeah. oh, fast yeah. if oh, you're in oh, second exactly. grade. Exactly. No, right? yeah. So I, I, di I digress. <laughs> okay. Um, that's okay. That's, but yeah. We never do that in this podcast. But yeah, so I think that breakfast is helpful. But I think that, you know, some, I think, I think um, frequent, I think snacks are helpful um, because kids are active during the day at school, especially whether they're moving around, whether they're thinking, and your brain needs fuel. And I, you can get distracted and lose focus and get fatigued if you don't have that fuel. So I think that just some meals during the day are very helpful. And, and yeah, to go back, that's why breakfast is helpful for kids, but not all kids or at least um, young adults maybe need breakfast, but some, I always recommend something in the body. It could be an apple, could be a power bar, could be a, some nuts if they can eat that. And just to, in the morning, just to get them going. Yeah, I mean, my least favorite job in the house is packing lunches, especially for my eleventh grader who now needs you know snack, lunch, and then sometimes when he has a track meet, he's at home until nine. So I'm like, are you are you eating enough? Like, should I give you like a, a two different snacks? Because he seems okay with going that long without having dinner per se. But I'm always concerned. Like, is he? He's a big kid. Like, is he eating up? I assume he's doing just fine and handling it because kids can handle the and maybe even the scheduling things. But um, I get a little paranoid about like, am I, am I feeding my kids enough food? Am I giving them the right kind of breakfast? Like, they all do eat breakfast, but some just like grab a piece of toast and they're like, I'm all done. I'm like, okay, well, I, I need more than that in the morning, I guess. But then it's you that doesn't eat until one o'clock, so maybe yeah. it is just totally case but, by case. But again, I'm I'm 50 plus years old, right? So I think that <laughs> I mean I, I think a growing, active child, young adult benefits from feeding the feeding the um the engine more often and that that that's where you come into the breakfast the snack the lunch the snack the dinner and uh, there actually is also benefits to to frequent small meals during the day in terms of um again you know fuel, fueling your body 
um, stabilizing your weight. Uh, not that the, not the kids have to worry about it as much. Uh, healthy eating is always important. Uh, the k- young adults who are growing, adolescents, can get away with a little, probably more calorie intake just because they're burning so much. You sure. know, when they go through their their adolescent pubertal changes, I mean, they their their engine is revved up and they can burn more. But yeah, I think that um, just yeah, healthy eating in general is great. You know, healthy snacks. You know, avoiding peaks in your in your glucose spikes, basically. You know, up and down. You know, some. You know, so speaking of bagels. Yes. I once heard that bagels are like a really bad snack. It's like a carbohydrate bomb. It drops, <laughs> literally, it drops in your body and like it's really hard to digest and utilize appropriately and it's really easy to sort of house three bagels over a five-hour span. But then you're saying, is that the most productive use of my carbohydrate? Is it too much sodium? And I mean, I'm probably guilty of having too many bagels and giving my kids, you know, a lot of bagels on Sundays. But I actually worry, like, is are bagels just not the right thing to be snacking on, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, carb, there, were, there were good carbs and bad carbs. I think the thing is, like, a plain bagel might just be bad carbs. Yeah, no, a bagel <laughs> a bagel is not a – I mean, and we all love Wicked Bagel. But, <laughs> That's um, right, exactly right. Send us, send us a half dozen for our next one. But, yeah, well, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call a bagel a snack. You know, that's going to be a meal, basically. Really? Uh, a bagel, yeah. I mean, that's like calling a pizza a snack. I mean, that's what you mean. Or a piece of pizza. Well, a piece of pizza is 500 calories. A bagel is like 300. So, I mean, what do we Yeah, but what do, you, what do you put on your bagel, though? Yeah, but what Nothing. If it's like a whole wheat bagel. Then does that change the, the same. game? I mean, unless you're loading up on like the <laughs> that apple, makes it really the, the, the makes it super healthy cheese or like the cinnamon sugar. Like yeah, the whole, bagel is like 300. Yeah, calories I mean, a whole wheat bagel is like running a marathon, right? That just made you so much more healthy. Yeah, right. Well, that's also a misnomer. Oh, it's not actually that much healthier. So, so yeah. So you, then you get your bagel, and then you get your cream cheese, and yeah, I don't do yeah. that. You don't. No, no. What do you put in your bagel? Um, air. Seriously, just a just a just a toasted or just or you're just chewing on it. I get that. Yeah, that's a snack. I, 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 Dan, what's your favorite flavor of bagel? Oh, I don't know. It's a, it depends. I like the pumpkin bagel. So. That's not even a real flavor. That's not even like right. Raisin. Everyone's got raisin, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, but like a, a chew, eating a bagel, is like, that's like a chew toy versus a snack. You're just kind of chewing on it. Yeah, I mean, I realize I'm not doing myself. I'd rather have like apricots and almonds, you know, than, than a bagel, but that's not really easy to find. A bagel's cheap, you know, it's a buck. Give me a bagel. You know what? You you don't you don't enjoy people who use rogue apostrophes. I don't enjoy I, that. I I prefer people who say apricot. Oh, we, you want to have that argument? <laughs> I'm always no, no. I'm, I'm in the minority, Next and topic. I'm right. It's apricot. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. What, well, every, but no one agrees with me. Everyone says that. I'm like I'm apricot. I'm an apricot guy. Spell orangutan. No, uh, Jules, are you an apricot or an apricot? You can disagree with me Ooh. if you want. You can say it's all right. Um. Let me just think. <laughs> I like to have dried apricot. Probably with my Philly accent, probably apricot. Apricot. Nice job. Yep. Apricot. So, Dave, two yeah, out of three. A- we win. We win. Apricot. Not apricot. A- apricot. I'm not going to argue it's with Julie. Worth, it's not worth getting into. <laughs> when Julie leans over leans over to the mic and her triceps flex, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, so coming back to this question about keeping your body running at peak capacity, um, I grew up and you grew up saying, you must drink eight, eight ounces eight eight ounce glasses of water per day and recently people say that's actually arbitrary like no one sits there and drinks like you know cup 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 but what is what is a i mean i assume there's not one answer for everybody but how much do you be drinking each day for water because kids now walk around we never did walk around school with their water bottles all of them because it's been drilled into them which is great like you must hydrate because if not you're gonna you know not function at high capacity and you're gonna you know be more tired and you get headaches and, and all that. So how much are how much should our kids be drinking when they're at school? I mean, should they have ever have a sixty four bo- ounce you know reusable bottle that they fill up twice a day or what's the there, story? There are recommendations and I and I and I know the um, Academy of Pediatrics, which I keep going, quoting or paraphrasing, just came up with some guidelines and I think it's around 
um, six, uh, eight ounces a day, roughly. Um, I think the I'm not a big numbers guy. Uh, not, I didn't do well in stats or calculus. Uh, hopefully, I can I can uh, go back and learn how to learn those better. But I think that I'm more of like a practical, realistic person. Yep. In terms of my approach to like my recommendations to my patients, and I think that we all need to hydrate more. We don't drink enough water. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, I and, don't. And yeah. There's, there's so much benefits from hydrating. You know, whether it's eating less or again staying more focused and feeling better, and your body functions better if you get down the physiologic level with with you know adequate hydration. So I think I think we I think walking I, I used to kind of, I think walking around the water bottles isn't a bad idea because we don't drink enough. Like I always tell kids in the, in the school in the, in school when you walk by a water fountain, drink from it. Mm. You know, having a water bottle is not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Uh, are you pro or con seltzer? I'm not uh, con. I think seltzer, that's, if it's just, you know, seltzer. Maybe not the seltzer that's thrown from the balcony. To <laughs> Hopefully next time in a plastic cup. Um, right. Yeah, no, I think seltzer's fine um, in moderation. Uh, I'm, I'm not promoting that for young kids, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think the seltzer's fine. But, you know, a little flavor in there, it's fine. Yeah. How about yourself? Like I go seltzer? back and forth. I do like it. My wife says it's probably not good for you. I probably agree that it probably. This is my own you no, know, own thinking. You know, it's CO two. You know, in your body, I'm a runner. Probably isn't good. I don't even know. Um, I have seltzer in peaks and valleys. Right now, I'm kind of I'm in, I'm in a good medium. But sometimes I'll have like you know two seltzers. I'm like, ooh, is that too much? It's just carbonated too- water. That's you know. Yeah, I don't know. So I kind of like it. I was a big Three Stooges fan, so a little seltzer in the face never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get that reference, but that's cool. Um, you don't get the reference? About seltzer, seltzer in the face? No. All right. You met, didn't watch the New Year's Eve Three Sutras Marathon, did you? I may have missed that. I recorded it. I thought you were asleep at 10.30 on New Year's Eve. That's what you told I us. I it. So, <laughs> we so Madison and I could watch the next day. <laughs> Who are these three knuckleheads, she wonders. Anyways. Yeah. All, all good. Okay. Um, Dave, what's up with the flu this year? What's up with the yeah, flu? Yeah, I heard maybe maybe somebody told me you know, you flu hear? A the vaccine was for A, but B is breaking through. Like what's 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 the latest on the flu? Uh, you know, flu spreading and, and contagiousness and what's happening with kids. Well, well the this fl- week, this month, you know, this past month is it kind of peaked um, last month and it's dying down a little bit. It's yeah. like twenty five percent, I think, uh, not a twenty three percent of cases and. Um, but the vaccine has actually A and B in it. I think it has two strains of A and one strain of B. But what we're seeing right now is the B. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does like, that mean? Is that like does A and, does that definition of A and B change every year? There's all the these same thing different there? subtypes and serotypes of mm-hmm. A's and B's, and they and they have all these different names. Like the, I think the B strain right now is Victoria, where it had been Yagamada, um, and A was. Brisbane, and now it's something else. So they they get all these different names and different. There's different serotypes. Does it happen first in Australia? That's why they get the Australian I think city it, names. I think, I think you got names. Probably the people who who identified it were from there. But sure. but the so they try to predict what's going to be in it. And and right now they they actually what we're seeing, which is the B I think the B victorious strain is actually in the vaccine. So people who've gotten the vaccine are getting less. Uh, they might get sick, but they'll get less sick. That's so, great. so it's actually um, working. And but we, but but we haven't seen the the A strain much yet. So the the, the flu season is ongoing, and it's still kind of in the middle of it. When so, does it start? Does it start earlier in the southern hemisphere, or is it, or do we precede them for, or is this was nonstop cycle of flu depending on? Because winter is it always in winter? So if it's if it's colder in Australia in July, do they get the flu then, and then we get it in January? Yeah, I think it's yeah. It depends on the climate the the, the climate you're in. Yeah, so we, they try to predict it from 
the whatever they just saw exactly. or whatever they saw in Australia earlier in the year is that sort of yeah, the cycle but, they look but, at? But, but let's not focus on the Brisbane because it's cause, I'm focusing uh, on it obviously because that's just, that's just <laughs> the name of the because Victoria who it's just the name of the um, the flu but no yeah it, yeah it's kind of predicted from other parts of the world where mm-hmm. they where they already have seen it so um, yeah. So yeah, so, so the season is ongoing. It's the 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 B we're seeing is it, some people just have you know uh, fever, cough, and cold, and some people pre- feel pretty pretty sick. I think the B strain it will often will give you like the muscle aches and mm-hmm. along with the respiratory illness, and we're seeing we're seeing that a lot right now. Um, but yeah, the flu season isn't in the end being over in the past couple of years it's few years it's, it's really started late. Like we were seeing flu easily until March and April. So in a in a bad year, Dave, what percentage of you know, kids actually get the flu flu? Is it 5%? Is it 10%? You know, what's a bad flu year? That's a good question. I'm going to say a bad, a bad flu year? Yeah. Hmm. Probably about um, 25, 30%. Really? Or, or yeah. An average year, I'd say. Yeah. So an average year, a quarter of kids get the flu? I'd say so. I and, mean, what, and what percentage of kids actually get the vaccine? Whew. That's a great question. Um, I assume I, not most. Right? I would. I would. Do s- most of your patients get it? Do they come to the? Clinics I would or? say either they come to our office or they get it through the town. I mean, there's so many better ways to get it. Good ways to get it. Because when I was a kid, I never got it. Yeah. So never you, ever. So you can get it. You know, some towns have clinics like in right. Lexington. There's a there's clinics um, here too. In Bedford, Bedford the same thing. Um, you know, the 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 pharmacy CVS gives them out. Um, we give them out. So actually, a lot. I say a lot of people get the vaccine. I, I'm going to say I guess it's around seventy percent of roughly. all people and kids too. No, yeah. I mean I'm I'm going to say around here. Yeah. Um, we, there's still a lot of people that that um don't that don't get the vaccine and and they and they find that. Um, when there's a bad flu season, you know, if there's, if, unfortunately, if there's mortalities, mm-hmm. uh, only of those mortalities, I think only 30% people have had the vaccine. So, so the the more severe cases, if you, is actually shown that it's more if you don't get the vaccine, it's which is probably the best way to prevent the flu. Um, then you have a higher chance of getting sick if you get if you get the, the illness and. Um, there's really no downside to getting the vaccine. I mean, people think that there's, you know, it gives you the flu, which it sure. doesn't, unless you get the um, the live vaccine, the spray, which they brought back this year. Oh, but the flu, the flu mist came back. They brought the flu mist back. Oh, right. And limited supplies. Love the flu mist. Why did they get rid of the flu mist for those three or four years? Uh, it was only one year. Oh, is that they right? Found that, oh, yeah, they found that it wasn't as effective. But hmm. the flu vaccine past couple of years uh, has only been around, has only hit about 30%, um, so it, which is not a great uh what, benchmark. What's your favorite um, virus movie or virus-related movie? My Are you like an Andromeda strain? I'm not. Yeah. Out, outbreak. Yeah, I was gonna say outbreak was probably the one that what I was remember. Stephen, what was the Stephen King one? Um, with the with the virus, the, was it the stand? Was it that one? There's oh yeah, some pretty good. Yeah, I, good I, I can't say of, I love. Actually, I was thinking about about shows I used to watch that related to medicine, and I I, I always enjoyed Saint Elsewhere as a show. If you've ever watched that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a good drama. Uh, it's not like you know, dystopian virus. No, 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 you know, no, no, yeah, twenty eight days I, I can't later say, is a good one. Right? Well, that's whew. World War Z. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of the zombie movies. Right, I'm always right, afraid right. that that could happen. Um, Whoa! All right. But yeah, twenty eight days, twenty days late. Whatever those are, those are some scary movies. I think. Yeah, I'm not be- ready to these But yeah, I can't say I'm a fan of um of virus movies. <laughs> yeah, I guess favorites a stretch. Like, what's a very well done virus movie? But we can, I think Andromeda Strain, the Michael Crichton adaptation, was a pretty good one. Um, that's a good. Thanks for all the information. I could ask you a lot more questions about the flu, but that's like ten minutes of flu that's and okay. people are probably boring. Like, I got it. Wow. Um, you know, sharing my own education related news of the week. Um, 
you know, maybe just a quick comment is that um, a lot of towns, you know, the school budget is made up of, of regular operating costs and also special education costs. Um, in particular, um, this cost that stress out towns, and most of the ones for special education programs where kids are sent out of district because they need you no know, you know, daycare or serious interventions for either behavioral or artistic needs and the schools can't serve them. And towns can't control those costs. So they get reimbursed by the state through a funding mechanism called circuit breaker because they're just more than a town should be expected to assume. But the state also sets the rates for those day programs that towns have to pay for for their kids to go out of district. And schools now in Bedford right now is in this conundrum where, you know, the regular cost of school for Bedford kids, um, you know, increases every year because of the negotiations with the union and teachers' salaries increase every year and other costs increase each year. So, you know, within the regular 2.5% tax increase and in, in new growth in town, schools have been able to sort of grow responsibly and add staff without stressing out the town's budget. But in Bedford and many other towns now is that um, the special ed costs for out-of-district are just escalating beyond the usual growth of 2.5% of or 3.5%. So, you know, we can't keep coming back for like a 7% budget request increase because the town's going to say, well, that seems like it's a little bit much. Um, so what we're trying to do with our finance committee now is say, you know, here's our regular growth budget. And wouldn't you be excited about perhaps separating out the special education costs, which we have no control over? Um, it happens in Burlington. It happens in other towns also because it isn't really fair to say to the schools, like, you're spending too much when we can't control those costs. So we have a meeting coming up trying, trying to tell the finance committee, we'll, we'll hit your guideline for the regular budget increase, but the special ed costs we can't control. So we set up a separate fund for those costs moving forward. Uh, we hope the answer is yes. We assume it will be yes. Um, but as more and more kids need services and need to be served out of district, you know, those costs are escalating beyond our control. And that's a little bit stressful as budgeting season approaches. And overall, the towns will probably be looking at a 5% budget increase over last year, which is a little bit bigger than usual. But the town is growing, so it's okay. I mean, Bedford is growing so fast. Yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff going on there. And, and this is from an ignorant, possibly point, an uneducated point of view, no pun intended, but I think that the services that the school systems provide in these areas like Bedford, Lexington, surrounding towns for kids who need it, um, the students that need the special ed is amazing. Yeah. And it's really, um, it's just head and shoulders above other places and it's really great. Unfortunately, there's a cost to it, yep. but I mean, how can you put a cost on it? But it's really, it's really impressive. I mean, these, uh, they're just, this is, this is, the school systems here are great. We live in a, Massachusetts has the best schools in the country. Everyone knows every year, which is great. We live in very good towns, Lexington as well, which supports the schools and their requests. Um, you know, but the, the, the you know the economics of all this stuff just keeps on getting more and more expensive. And as we have talked about last week with college, at a certain point, it just becomes too stressful for everyone to deal with. So as the state grapples with education funding for both wealthier districts and poor districts and the special ed costs continue to spiral, you know, the math never gets easier. Um, but, you know, that's why people like me grapple with it and try to make good solutions and it's good work so i appreciate that um so that's what i'm percolating on this week is including you know beginning work on forming the search committee for the superintendent and you and also lots of other big week for you week. right you got reelected. well no i got re-nominated for Re-nom- the for the for the for the ballot congratulations you 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 are canvassed the town right for well the votes. i will not be canvassing the town but town election march 14th so if you live in bedford or have friends in bedford you know tell them to vote because, um, you know, in a good year, we get 10% turnout, which isn't very good. So, hmm. let's see. But usually it's a cold, gross Saturday, so who wants to hang out? I got to stand outside all day, so. 
It's okay. But your family joins you, right? Uh, and everybody's they, shaking they, hands. We do, we do a lot of good stuff. It's good to see people always. And, you give them all you know, little, little signs, little Brosco signs. You know, and, and, you know, yeah. the people who vote are the people that matter, right? I mean, so it's good to meet people that care about the future and want to talk to you about what's important to them. And Dan, what's important to them is like school excellence. And that's important for me also. Dan, do you have a voting slogan? No. Phrase, no. When I had a competitive election, I had a line and I figured out it was, but for this sort of in a re-election I think it was uncontested re-election I'll be like hey thanks for coming out you know I think it was need to know anything. vote for the Wizard of Bras it's probably uh, you know maybe with something like dedication and experience I yeah. did that's awesome <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, when are the Lexington elections isn't it also in spring I think so, yeah, so. I'm just gonna nod my head yes. usually Lexington a little bit more adversarial with, with sort of contested races it's a much bigger town obviously but in Bedford it's pretty rare yeah, I'm sure if it's adversarial but there's definitely yeah there's definitely a lot of um, uh, it, there's a lot of uh Action going on, but it's also representative town meeting, not open town meeting, right? So you look yep. okay. So in Bedford, it's every one one yep. man, one vote, not representatives, because it's still a small town. So, um, but in large towns like Belmont and Brookline and Lexington, you have representative town meeting. Um, Dave, fitness moment of the week. Anything good happen to you in the gym, or oh, on the roads, I, or in front of your dryer when you're running ah, in place? No way. <laughs> no, I was able to run in New Hampshire. I took the dogs for a run, which good. is nice. A little, a little dangerous at times on New Hampshire roads, and, and they stop every two minutes to uh, sniff and, and uh, mock the territory. But no, that was nice to, to, to run outside with the dogs. Jules, fitness, fitness, other than your workout just before the podcast, anything good happened to you from a fitness perspective? I did. I went for a nice walk nice. and I went for a little jog inspired by now we're talking. guys to get nice. my fitness back on track. All right, all right. You are back on track. Dan Brosco, yourself? Nothing really happened this week. I only went to the gym once, which was disappointing. It was really busy. Um, you went a lot. So how did you feel? I'm sorry, because you have explained in earlier podcasts that when you don't get that, that Well, I was still in, I still ran. So I ran outside. Uh, that was, the, the high point is like I ran. It was great. I ran in shorts, and it was really pleasant. Um, okay. But like the going to the gym and working out only happened once. So, but And, and I won't go again this week probably because I'm busy most nights. So that's unfortunate. You went on a long run last week, didn't you? Yeah, but that was last week. How long was, Don't that? Remember. was that? Don't even remember. No, it carried over this week for all sure, of us. Sure, carried over. Julie and I are still benefiting from your long run. Yeah. So I'm actually, you know, it's funny. I'm trying, I, you know, from a mileage perspective, I am trying to increase the average daily run this year by like, you know, five minutes just to build some extra miles into there because I feel like I didn't run enough miles last year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You are in mileage debt. Yeah, well, not really. It's all in my mind. So, but, but what do I know? What do I know? Dave, uh, the, the news item I enjoyed the most this week, and I don't know if you knew it. I bet you saw it too. Uh, I bet Julie saw it. Did, did you know? Do you see what happened with uh, with Prince Harry and Meghan? Don't even. Yeah. Get okay. It. No. So, no. So I saw. I saw it on my on right, my Instagram. Right. So my, I, I want feed, to talk about this I actually for a know. I, no. I have no idea what's going on. Julie, so will you summarize for Dave? Fill me and in. for me again, like what, what's okay. going on? Because I have a lot of questions. I'm just gonna crack. I'm just gonna crack off my hot seltzer. Did some research, and I want to talk about this for a few minutes. So Meghan Markle has now become an expression. I love. You know, by the way, I love Meghan Markle. I'm very pro Meghan. Julie does not. Okay, go ahead. Wait, before the <laughs> announcement? In general. All right, so what in happened? In general. So go ahead. She's, go ahead. So, so she's, a, she's like, a, she's like, a, she's like Madonna? She's like, she's, like, what, what? No. So she's an expression now. So if you have a friend that's like, oh, don't go Meghan Markle now. Like, oh, he's with a Meghan Markle. <laughs> okay, oh, Boomer. She's, she, she's a Meghan Markle. She's, basically, she's pulling Harry away from the family. So the news is, is they announced... Uh, Harry and Meghan that they are going to pull back from their senior royal duties and they are going to move to North America no uh, specifically Canada no and live with you know and be near uh, Meghan's mother Ooh. and raise their son Archie Archie um, uh, 
and ba- basically he's he's pulling away from the royal wow. family, which is horrible. You know, she had no problem being a princess <laughs> when the whole world was looking at her wedding, and she had all the celebrities come. She had no two hundred thousand dollars in the baby shower, no sixty-three thousand dollars on the nursery renovation, eleven thousand dollars on the numerologist before the birth. I saw all this. Okay, yeah, keep going. But now, oh, they're tired of the press and they want to have their privacy. Apricots. Apricots. All right. And, so I'm, and uh, he, she's just bringing Harry down. I think Harry's just <laughs> doing whatever she says. She's pulling a Meghan Markle. Nice. And I am sorry, but he's got royal duties. He is loved and beloved by um, British citizens. He's got to be true to his his grandmother, his father. We love him as a royal. And this girl is bad news. All right, Julie. So hold on, hold on one second. I'm gonna, uh, bre- breaking news. Wait. I got it. I saw the snaps. Breaking news from this morning. This is from the queen herself, all right, in case you're wondering. Oh, that's BS. No, I'm, I'm not. Excuse me. Here we go. I know, but it's just cover. So queen, queen Elizabeth, the lady herself, whose net worth, by the way, is $500 million. The royal family's net worth, $88 billion. Okay. Hold on to that thought. All right. Uh, queen Elizabeth, my family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. Although we would have preferred them to remain. Here's my favorite quote full-time working members of the royal family. Hmm. Hmm. We respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part of my family. Hmm. Supportive parents. It go, so I, 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 just re- I just read, and I was at the office, and I was like, okay, guys, let's talk about what it means to be a full-time working member of the royal family. Well, you have, you have <laughs> engagements. You have, to, oh, you have to go to charitable functions. It's rough. And your presence is can be very important to raise money and bring awareness hmm. to certain causes. And like, really, what, you, like what? You really like what? Like, like staying actually, in like staying in the EU, which was unsuccessful. Yeah, but they <laughs> actually do a lot of good to their to their citizens. Unlike you know what President Trump. Does Have you seen here. the Prince's Diaries? So, hold on one second. Haven't. Hold on one second. They have eighty-eight billion dollars. The family. What's the profit it's sharing? Family. Plan? What's the oh, profit sharing plan I, for that? For that. Uh, working Harry gets an allowance. He had to ask his dad for an increase in his allowance. Literally, when he had Why? the baby, because he had the baby, he had more expenses, right? Did you notice also with their announcement of pulling back from royal duties so that good. they want to become financially independent? Okay, so what does that mean? Well, the rumor is they're going to go to Hollywood now. Yeah, nice. Now, see, um, David, just so you know, she was an actress. Just draw me back in then, here. Yeah, so she was an actor. An, an actress, and when she became the princess, she had to. She had she, she to give up her guild. God, she had to pull back from her acting career, hmm. and now see how funny it is. As soon as she gives birth to a royal heir, now she's making Harry pull back from his royal duties and dragging oh him across gosh, the pond so good. to America. This is so good. So um, maybe you noticed on social media, Julie, Dave, at the end of the decade, they have a 2009. Like you posted a picture of yourself of 2009 mm. and 19. Mm. Hey, and someone posted a picture of Meghan Markle in 2009, holding one of the brief cases for deal and no deal no and then 2019 right. holding the baby I'm like you had a pretty good 10 year run girl right. that's pretty good megan right how funny right. is that she so she she, she did okay girl. so um but that, again, was, that, that was a great show that was a great deal show. and no deal i agree i watched it i watched there there was that game at, at um at chuck e cheese also they had the the do your deal or no deal chuck e cheese to win tickets near the like you know, whatever. Who cares? You just can't your... help saying that if he didn't marry this girl, <gasps> he would never be leaving but, the royal family. But, but, okay, but all right. So I'm sorry. So yay, yay monarchy. It's great, but what's the, what's the point? Like, of what's what? the point of the queen? 
other than like celebrity and they're rich yeah. and they been, like the royal duties yeah. of I mean they, they don't make policy they don't run the exchequer they don't tell Boris Johnson what to do but people think that they're this great curiosity because they were rich and famous and uh, I didn't watch the royal wedding I don't really care this whole thing is, a tr- is, is frivolous to me but you know when I just read like the full time duties of this 88 billion dollar family it doesn't actually run a business Mm -hmm. or sell anything Mm -hmm. except themselves i'm like i'm not really sorry for you queen elizabeth and i actually i'm i'm pro i'm pro come back to vancouver right you go megan you go harry break off a little bit change see what you can do for yourselves and listen they they live an exorbitant lifestyle time to move on see what you can do what can you do to make your fortune but but so soon it's just clearly her pulling him away like can't we can't you do your duties for ten years and then maybe break off? So here's here's what we should here's why we shouldn't be shutting a tear. And okay. and, and she just well if I just just to finish my rant, yeah. she <laughs> she just became a member of the family, yeah, which included a tremendous amount of royal pomp and circumstance, and it just seems really crummy after the whole world embraced her as a royal princess. Right after that. She's dissing it and taking it off. Taking off. Okay. So, really? So here's how we you shouldn't feel. Here's how we shouldn't feel too bad. So with it raise your hand in your in this room if you watched um, soap operas when you were younger. <laughs> Not me. Okay. <laughs> Over three. All right. So together, the Duke, and, the Duke and Duchess. So Harry, and Meghan. Yeah. Have an estimated thirty million dollar personal fortune. Okay, we're okay. Uh, that derives from Prince Harry's inheritance from Princess Diana. Mm. His annual right, his annual allowance from Prince Charles, yay, and Markle's income from starring in the USA Network drama Suits. (laughs) Did anybody watch it? Yeah, that was always that was. I never watched it, but it was. I always saw the previews like before White Collar or something, you know. Uh, As well as endorsement deals and sponsorships. So you know, this cult of personality I find amusing. Eighty-eight billion dollars of like the crown jewels and possessions and castles in Scotland. Everyone's everyone's going to be just fine. Oh, of course. And I the British it. government actually gives the royal family one hundred and four million dollars every year for as like a sovereign grant. This they actually get a hundred million a year from the exchequer to like do the royal thing, hmm. as well as like reaping the interest of the, all the stuff that they own. So I, I don't really get it. Uh, yay, everybody! We should have, Brit- we should have a, some some Brits come in here. And we should have we should have some some royalists. Right, do a little revolutionary work. Get some loyalists in the house. Talk about why the crown's important. Yeah, why maybe get some revolutionaries in. Maybe Harry and Meghan could call in and tell us more about oh, it. Well, that that would be great. I'll get right on that. Um, I want to learn some more about this because I just don't. I don't know what. I don't know what's happening. You know. Well, I think I think for Brits who are yeah. fans, I think it, it it evokes feelings of pride and respect sure. and hope and positivity. I think, and they love tradition. They do. Yeah, they do. I love. I love the prince and princess coming back to this side of the pond. I do like that. Let's hope they stay together. Let's hope you know. Let's hope they stay together. Let's hope Archie has a new sibling sometime well, soon. Right? And Justin, let's Trude- have lots of babies. And Justin Trudeau doesn't get in the picture. Yeah, like we, 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 the, the, but there's a there's a the, the prince and princess on Canadian soil, mm. Commonwealth nation. I don't know. All right. So what do we know about the royalty? Julie knows a lot. I know Seriously. a little. Dave knows not I have so no much. Idea. Right. I, <laughs> so I saw Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I saw Alice in Wonderland. That's about all, all I go. know. Um, but there, there is certainly a lot of money at stake, so I, I appreciate that. But um, the, the drama, it feels like a soap opera, so that's cool. Um, you know, I, uh, Dave, ever walked out on the movie? Um, 
I've walked. I've shut off a movie. I've ever, rented. Have you ever, ever walked out? Of I a did. Movie I have theater. once. I think I've walked out of a movie once in my life. Which one was that? I remember when I actually walked out of a movie, and I remember when I should have yesterday. So you go first. Um, <laughs> probably not for the same reason you walked out of. A probably movie. not. Okay. Curious George. What? North North Conway. With Jack Johnson playing the music? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Yep. What so happened to J- Curious George, man? No, Jen, Hannah, Johnson, and I are all sitting there watching the movie North Conway. And Jen looks at me. In the uh, Green Mountain I, I, cinema I at, there exactly. by Hannaford. Yeah, oh exactly. I look at her, and we look down, and, and Johnson and I were, at that point, I, our youngest one was just kind of sniffling uh, away in, in, in teary in, in because she was so sad for Curious George, George? being separated from the man <gasps> in the yellow hat and with his family. Aww. And she just couldn't stop heaving and sobbing and crying. And we got up and walked out of the movie. Yeah, How that was old the was Jocelyn? Jocelyn was probably, I'm going to guess. The movie's not five, that old. Five or six. Really? Maybe, yeah. The movie's that old? Aww, that's that's the last movie. It's yes. a great movie. It's a happy we, ending. We, you know? We've walked Jocelyn through that. She's, she's doing okay now at, at Skidmore, and she's, <laughs> she's moved on. She still loves animals, like I told you yeah, she prior. <laughs> so that was, the, that, that was my movie. How, how about yours? Jules, ever walk out of a movie? Great. Question, Dan. You're so good with this stuff. I can't remember that I have. I can't remember. Nice. Maybe once, long time ago, vaguely, but I couldn't. Can't get that out of my files right now. So I walked. <laughs> I walked out of a movie once. The, where was I? I remember where I was. Uh, walked out of Dumb and Dumber. Ah, I really, I really, really, really didn't like it. It was me and somebody else. Um, I'm like, this sucks. No thanks. Was it a, was it a, was it a date? You no, were? it was me and me and some of my friend. Maybe uh, one of them, my friend. I forget who it was with. I'll, was I'll go. Dumberer and Dumberer. No, it was the original one back in '90 whatever. The good news is, is that it was either Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison that was playing in the theater uh, next door. So we went, we saw that for the second time, and those movies are, by the way, amazing. So I enjoyed that a lot more than Dumb and Dumber. Um, I, I just want to interrupt you for one. I mean, there was yeah, yeah. like I see so few movies in the movie theaters now yeah, that, me too. that yeah. I would rent them and I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah. Twi- you know, but you probably, if you had rented Dumb and Dumber or watched it on HBO, you wouldn't have walked out. You would have finished I would it. Have not, I would not have finished it. No. You would have. It's been on like it always and I'm like, uh, no. Uh, so last night, you know. It's a classic. Last night, I'm like, I wanted to go out Saturday night just to eat or, or a movie and I told my wife like, all right, let's go out Sunday. Let's go out Sunday. So I get home at 6.30 from various things. I'm like, all right, we'll either go to the movies at 7.15 in Burlington or 7.30 in Woburn. Uh, and I just feel like going to the movie theater that's closer. So we were going to see Knives Out in Woburn, which I've been talking about, or we were going to see Uncut Gems, which I was so excited about in Burlington at 7.15 with Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett. And after 10 minutes, I'm like, this might not be a good idea. After 45 minutes, my wife was like, this is terrible. Hmm. This after is Uncut an, or after, Knives Out? Uh, not, uh, Uncut Gems. Okay. After an hour, I'm like, do you want to do you want to leave? And at that point, like, probably wanted to stay just because we were out. Wanted to see how it ended, um, and I I wanted to enjoy this movie so much. And it's not because it wasn't a comedy. That's got nothing to do with it. Like the plot is interesting, and this is what we run into, Dave and Julie. Like I talked about the first week is when whenever the reviewers say amazing performance, Oscar worthy, like that's code for like don't get too excited about the happy ending. Because it just means that it's going to make you feel like crap at some point, and you're not going to feel uplifted. Hmm. So it was loud. It was noisy. It was it was. Adam Sandler did a great job acting. KG did a great job acting. But from a movie perspective, I just wouldn't say go see it. Because hmm. it was you, it was miserable stories. Miserable no, I mean the story is worth telling, but the movie itself, I just didn't enjoy it. 
It was like, I was like cringing. And like part of the whole thing is like, you want to be like edgy when you're watching it, you know? But it was, it was, that was also just, the, I didn't get the music. It, it didn't feel appropriate. Mm. And the whole thing was like way too intense. How many, and how many Adam Sandler movies have you seen? Like yeah. almost all, right? Have you seen the ones where he's, he's they're dramatic? Yeah. Because some, some of those, ones. some of those, yeah. you either like, like him or leave him. No, but I, I would, I would leave this. Like wait for, wait for the on demand, wait for HBO, see, check you, it out. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't if, go see if, it. If you, these movies, if you watch them at your, at your, at your home, you know, on your TV or, or laptop, you might enjoy them way better. Like, like I yeah, saw... I mean, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I saw Moonlight uh, years ago. I don't know if you saw Moonlight. It was an Academy Award winning movie. Yeah. Great movie, great plot. I watched it actually on the exercise bike, you know, on the TV. On De- I think it was on Netflix. It was amazing, but I would never have enjoyed it at the movie theater. Yeah, and there's also the movies that are really good when you see them on a plane. Like really good Like on Dumb planes. and Dumber. I have other examples, <laughs> but um, you know, in a theater, they might not have the same experience of seeing them on a plane. And like my favorite plane movies is a whole separate conversation, which will not happen today. We'll make a note of that for next time. You're welcome. Um, but Uncut Gems, I, I wouldn't see it actually. I'd actually wait, you know. But again, it's it's another reminder. Like the ones that win the awards aren't the ones that are like, "Yeah, it was awesome. I really love the whole thing." Yeah, the, he the, did not get nominated for nominated. right. So I saw like today, like, well, it wasn't really a snub because I didn't like the movie, you know. Like you go to the Hurt Locker. That was an amazing movie. It's not uplifting. The acting's mm. tremendous, and like that deserved because you didn't go in there expecting like it's a, a movie about like an IED yeah, disposer. In Iraq. It's yeah. not gonna you're not gonna leave happy, right. but it's just well done and it's strong. Mm-hmm. This movie, I just like I read all the views again last night and I said no, I don't I don't agree. Did you get snacks? No, never. Nothing. No, never. Never. When you go to how, Julie, when you go to the movie, do you get snacks? Do you buy anything before that makes enhances your experience? Would you smuggle it in like some of that, us? So that's There's a rant, some... is I wish there were healthier foods. Mm, but I true. typically will get those uh, sugar snap peas that are the dried yeah, crunchy ones. They're good. They're good. And you get a lot you in know the those, those are even available. Harvest farms or something Really? Like that. Well, now they have a bar in every movie theater. So you can just like, but that's yeah. just another easy There's way a, to fall asleep. Is there, a, a, is there a bar in Woburn? Burlington? It was in, the, uh, in Burlington, there is. In Woburn, I'm sure there is also. Huh. Just wait for them to make money. But I was going to, I was tired. If I had like a beer, I'd be like, good night. Um, but it may have softened the yeah. experience of being frustrated with the movie, perhaps. Did you walk out or did you stay for the whole movie? No, we stayed for the whole movie. We did. Because I, I mean, I just wanted to see how it ended at that point. But in retrospect, like, probably could have cut out of there pretty quick. Hmm. And the previews were also all bad. Which should have been, which been another. Good. Like, the first six were bad. And then, like, Bad Boys. Oh, the, the previews. La- the last the Bad Boys. Yeah. I'm like, are we really doing the Bad Boys thing again? Like, I didn't ask for that. Second sequel. The first one was good enough, but I've never seen Bad Boys. You've never seen Bad Boys? No. Shame on you. I'm gonna waste my money. Shame on you. Did you see it in the movie theater? Yes, you did. Uh, I don't even remember if I was at the movie theater. I probably didn't, but I've watched it many how times. How many people go to the movies? You know, speaking of like percentages, how many people actually go to the movies anymore? Yeah, Just, it's hard. I think kids do. You think? Yeah, I think kids and young adults probably still go to some degree more than we do for sure. I go like three times a year now. To watch the Golden Globes? Uh, no, I don't watch no. awards. Watch the monologue. I watch the Grammys because I like the music, but I don't watch anything else, basically. Um, Dave, Irrational Act of the Week. Irrational? Dave, I have it for you. The Dave Geller Irrational Act of the Week is a time that Dave bought a restaurant. Oh, that's going back into the time capsule. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. The the previously done Dave Geller Irrational Act, which I will talk about this week, is a time that Dave bought a restaurant. You want to reflect on that for like a minute? Uh, that was that was. I, I didn't buy the restaurant. You became I, involved I, I was, in, in, in some a, investing in a silent, restaurant. Silent investor that became, took over, ended up taking over the restaurant, which was that was an awesome experience. <laughs> even for all the 
the money I lost. I really enjoyed being part of that restaurant. I went and, to that restaurant and enjoyed my meal very much. It was a great. It was a when it was doing well. It was great. We had. It was a great place to go. Great place to eat. The Vinebrook Tavern in Lexington, uh, which now there's a big sign up front saying. You know, for at least for available. the past four years, seven, eight, one, you know, available. What, I have a question. What was the inspiration for the name? It was, so it wasn't, so we were brought in. The The person who um, started the restaurant brought in investors um, initially. So I, there's there's a there's a vine brook. There's like a vine, there's a water um, tributary, something near the area. There's okay. like a vine brook street. So it was based on that basically. And it was a great place, great food, great atmosphere. Um, great place to hang out and just yeah, just took a little turn for the worst financially after well, a while. You love people. You love hanging out with people. I love. Places. It really felt like it was in your sweet spot. Oh, I love that. And, but, I would, and I would do knowing even even knowing where it ended and knowing what I didn't get out of it again financially, I would do it again. You know, happy. So then, I mean, I wrote down from my own notes like, what's the next thing that you might do? I would be surprised if you didn't just hop in and invest in another restaurant I'm, again. I'm looking. I'm be looking. I've been talking to people, and I would if 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 the opportunity came came up, I would jump on it. I just, I really enjoy that. I just, like you just said, even I, though I, most restaurants don't survive, right? I, I just enjoy, I enjoy like I enjoy like you said interacting with people and hanging out with people. And it's just a nice place to go and being involved in that. I, I like I like that a lot. That was it was a little irrational. Jen supported me, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was yeah that was a fun ride. I missed that. How long was that? Was that like three years? Four? Oh, years? It was like seven years. Like that seven was seven years. years? Oh, yeah. I've known you for a long time. Then wow. No, it was great. I remember I remember skipping home from the meeting. You know, basically Lexington Center after I, I met with the um, the two initial owners. Yeah, um, if you're running right around then. You're like, I'm so excited. I've been like, my whole life to do this. I ser- yeah, <laughs> seriously. And I, I, you know, the, you had me at you know it, it'll cost this much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I ran right to the bank, got the check, and ran back. I think oh no. God. And uh, so yeah, financially it was not a great investment, but emotionally it was fun. I really had a good time. Would you want to be a brewer? No, really. You not, think a restaurant's better than like opening like a investing in, like a micro? Oh, oh, would I would, I? would I? Would I want to? Like would I go in? And, oh, like, you know, 100%. Oh, 100%. Oh, if there was a microbrewery that, in restaurant, that, that's there's opening up like a dime 100%. restaurant. Because those are opening up like a dime dozen. The Mighty Squirrel and Wolf. They got the places yeah. in Boober and the place in Concord. Like that seems like a yeah. But I now. yeah, I have no desire to. I, I enjoy drinking good beer, but I would have no desire to, to brew my own. But yeah, I would enjoy being part of a like a restaurant slash bar that did something like that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. No, that's that's right up. That's in my uh, wheelhouse, so to speak. Totally agree. How do that? Got a big busy week coming up. We got MLK next Monday. So what? Do you, what do you, anything big on the horizon for you in the next couple of days? Anything you're excited about? Uh, excited about work. Yep. Always excited to get back to work after the long weekend. Um, yeah, just uh, next weekend, maybe do some skiing. Hopefully, Madison has her first sleepover. Possibly. If Whoa! It, if, that, if it comes to my eight year old, if it comes to fruition, she wants to go. We we're, I don't know if you with your kids when you went through uh, that time like you're we're on call basically in case it doesn't she doesn't make it through the night. Don't even remember. They're not really sleepovers. They they they're not fall sleepers. We'll, we'll see how it goes. How about yourself? What's your week? Uh, busy week. A lot of meetings. A lot of town stuff. Um, I'd say the top three things I'm excited about. My son will be inducted into the National Honor Society on Thursday. So congratulations, oh, James. That's a big deal. And he's running in the track relay championships on Friday day, which is very exciting for us. And then I have a bat mitzvah for a girl I tutored on Saturday. Um, and I tutored like 70 kids now. But this girl, I'm particularly proud of because she's dyslexic. Hmm. Um, and the process oh. of getting her from sort of zero to being ready to do it was just a... Uh, it was intense. It was intensely rewarding. She'll be great. I saw her last night. She's ready. Your parents were thrilled. So good for you, Samantha. And oh, we're celebrating with you job. on Saturday. That's great. So she's a great kid and, and put her heart into it and go overcome some challenges, right? Must be nice for you with your education background, well, working with her. You know, and I mean, I think you got anybody, you know, you got a kid one-on-one, right? I feel like I can probably 
be successful with them, mm. you know, despite their challenges or, or learning disabilities. So that that happened this time. What is what is uh, James running? What, what's his race? I think well, he's doing the the two mile now, but the the relay two mile the relay is a four by eight hundred. He's so. doing the indoor two mile. Yeah, it's a lot of laps. That's crazy. He likes it. Though. I don't know why. That's a lot of laps. It's that's you know, it's eight, 16 laps, right? So, that's crazy. So he's not finishing towards the top, but I'm just happy because he's running and, and enjoying it. So. And he's going to run the, the run the relay. So the eight by four hundred relay is what he'll be doing. So he's just saying one thing over and over in his head, right? Don't drop. Don't drop the, the baton. baton. Yeah, he's like, we haven't used a baton yet. I'm like, oh well, God! Enjoy, enjoy that, guys. <laughs> that that's that. that. You're like, you know. Who needs to practice that? What's, what's well, the handoff? Well, we don't have indoor, indoor track in Bedford, unlike in Lexington. So, uh, you know, they're practicing in the in the back gym doing short bursts, I assume, and maybe on the outdoor track. Relays are, weather. as Jen would, would tell you, relays are, are, are won or lost by the baton talk. Baton, uh, well, there's a speed factor involved also, but, you know, Jen was certainly a capable, experienced athlete, so she knows what it takes, you know. Grab that baton. Grab that baton. Run fast, young man, and and, and in circles. He's, so. got the, he's got the hair for the, for running fast, right? He's got the flow going on, the... the it's gonna look good when he's when he's speeding by the crowd. It's always time for a haircut for you know for me and for Orrin and for James, so. me in particular. Who cuts your hair? Uh, Mrs. Broskell. So. Really? Have I met her? Uh, yeah, a couple times. Uh, Jules, anything else for you? What's up? What's on the horizon for you? Any big plans coming up? Oh, um, this weekend I'm going to see my friend's band perform in Lowell. Oh, there we go. Who's that? What kind and, of band? And the friend is a Bedford gal. Oh, is this uh, Stacy? No, no, it's actually someone who used to live in Bedford, yeah. but she's a Bedford business owner, Renee Miller. She owns Simply Natural Nails, which is I know inside where that is. Yep. Salon Reina. Yep. Hmm. Right at the at the bike depot. Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, so she's a Bedford business owner. She's a mom, and she has a great cover band. She's the lead singer. What are they covering? The Marilyn's Bazaar. Does she want to play at my new bar? Sure. <laughs> I'm working so on I'm that. So I'm excited to see her. Perform. That's great. And I'm sure she'll have a great manicure on stage. Mm, what well, is it? A, a 80s rock? Is it I show tunes? 70s, 80s cover bands. Nice covers. Yeah. Oh, speak, speaking of things I want to see, it's my last comment. So I'm, I always try to. In my mind, in my mind, I plan lots of trips to places to do things that I that I would find interesting. Yeah. So like we went to Toronto and saw Compton Way. Like that was like a peak planning thing for me. There's a play coming out on Broadway, which was just in Cambridge in the fall. It's called Six. Have you heard about it? I have not. Six is about the six wives of Henry the whatever. Oh, I saw a documentary on that. So we're not going back into the into the royal family again, are we? I think we. You know, this is so funny. Something bubbled up from my Freudian my Freudian subconscious. Yeah. Um, So I was sad because it was here in the fall. Or, or September, and oh, like a few a people I right like a pre-Broadway like traveling show, and everyone who I knew saw it said you got to go see. It. I didn't see it, um, but it's coming to Broadway starting in February. And I listened to the soundtrack today. I'm like, ooh, I think I have to go. It's 80 minutes long, which is really short, um, but it's hmm. gotten like every award and like amazing review in London and the traveling. So I feel like maybe during February break, I should like hop down to New York with Mrs. He's B and like, go see, go see the show uh, and enjoy it and come back and talk about why it was great and, and come back to theater for a second. So six, awesome. Awesome. Google it, YouTube, the music uh, seems pretty amazing and everyone loved it. So that's on my, what I want to do uh, sometime this spring perspective and knowing me, I want to do it as soon as possible because Otherwise, you may, might never get around to it. May I make a housekeeping announcement to your fans? Please. Your podcasts are now available on SoundCloud. Hey, Ooh. there we go. 
I thought you were going to comment on Dan's housekeeping. It's <laughs> yeah, not, not my strongest <laughs> like, game. Like, I, must have missed the, I must have missed the party. And there's Ooh. a lovely image of the two oh, of you. Man, that's great. What's the, uh, what's the slice? It's just the Lex, Lex Media link or is it a SoundCloud account? Can we can read it out loud? SoundCloud and you search Lex Media TV. Wow. What do we know? This, uh, this episode has not been named yet, Dave. Any suggestions? I didn't think of a clever one. Hmm. So based on what we talked about, you know, is it going to be at the royal, the royal, a royal wedding, you know, a royal divorce, you know. Yeah. Um, Don't about, be Megan. <laughs> do the stats. Will the will the family survive? No. no that's not that's not a strong suggestion right. right there. I'll, I'll ruminate over the title. Julian, suggestions? Any ideas? You're a very clever writer. I'm a so clever writer. Thanks a lot. So I'll, I'll get I'll I'll pop a title on for this one. How about uncut? Cut. Uncut. Yeah. Uncut. No. Uh, uncut. I think cut I think it has to got the royal the royal something or other. But um, you know, maybe like the the royal the royal don't pull a Megan. the royal disagreement. Yeah. 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 Don't pull a Michael. M a h h h h k l e. Hashtag I'm with Megan. Hashtag yeah. Julie go. isn't. Once you listen to it again, maybe you'll. I'll be get an idea. Hey, That's here's true. one. Here's one. Drink, drink a hot seltzer and move to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Lexington, Lexington man. Oh, the Lexington man might be a good one too. Oh, nice. All right, guys. Well, for that, we're that's wrap for this week. Thanks for a great, we'll see you again one. soon. Julie, thanks so much, Dave. Have a great week, you and too. we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks awesome. a lot.